0: Hello everyone. Welcome to the eighth racing pod blast. We take a quick, uh, quick fire look at the weekend's racing from a stats and trends viewpoint with me, Tony McCormick, and Ben Aiken from Narrowing the Field. Good stuff. Welcome along, everyone. Welcome, Ben. How are you doing? Good week.
1: Yeah, good stuff, Tony. Uh... World Cup, horse racing, World Cup, horse racing <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, <laughs> Pretty foggy much.
1: Yeah, foggy, foggy um, Yeah, all good, yourself?
0: Yes, good, yeah, much of the same Yeah, uh, enjoyed the uh, the second halves last night It looked like it was just going to be uh, run of the mill, wasn't it? Spain won up at half time and Germany up one up at half time And then <laughs> everything went... Exactly. Um, stuff. It was enjoyed, mad, enjoyed wasn't it? it. Yeah, I loved it Good Good stuff. Uh, time to crack on, latest episode of the Racing Pod Blast. Welcome along everyone, thanks for your support over the last couple of weeks And uh, and your lovely messages as well of support uh, We start this week, as always, with a look at the main action This week we're tackling the Beecher Chase card at Aintree The highlight being the uh, Beecher Chase itself Over the Grand National Fences, off at 2.05, live on ITV4 Then we do the top, middle and bottom returns to the murky depths of the Scottish Leagues <laughs> <laughs> Here we we're, go. Uh, uh, we, we're writing a mystery uh, next year as well uh, and we close the podcast with our best of the rest section for the remainder of Saturday's racing so off we go, first race we're covering is the one thirty, the many clouds chase over our three mile and one furlongs, great two contest and uh, I do like the um, chances of Chantry House in this uh, wind up over the summer Ran in five novice chases, winning four of them, including the uh, Grade 1 uh, Marsh novices and the uh, Grade 1 Mildmay novices at Aintree in April of 2021. Then uh, won the Grade 2 Cotswold chase at uh, Cheltenham in January at the turn of the year uh, before possibly a little out of his depth and uh, running and pulled up in the Cheltenham Gold Cup when last seen in March. Uh, I think more of a, an owner request than a trainer Thing going on there running uh, Chantry House in the Gold Cup uh, gets from one side to the other eventually with his jumping. Great two chases, I think. Ben, uh, his level at the moment, uh, wind up possibly a key. Uh, Chantry House who's around 11 to 2 at the moment in our opener, the Many Clouds Chase. Ben, your thoughts?
1: Yeah, that. Wouldn't disagree Tony, um, Shantley House 5 from 5 off breaks of 60 days or more, ah. uh, 7 seven wins from 8 at grade 2 level and below, uh, probably a little bigger in the market than I thought he'd be as well, so yeah he's the one I'd be considering playing, uh, Ahoy Senor top of the market, still feel the same about him as I did before you ran on, Charlie Hall just don't like his jumping Mm -hmm. a concern for me for sure I think it holds him back until he shows improvement in the jump mistakes I'll always be happy to take him on when he's as short as he's likely to be in his race don't get me wrong, I'd love to be wrong about him absolutely, if I'd love to Russell to have a Gold Cup horse in the yard jumping needs to, to improve, if that happens tomorrow, fantastic I'll applaud them. But um, yeah, Shanty House, I like him. Uh, probably a little mention for Sounds Russian as well. Clearly in an upward curve just now. He is going to have to step up quite a bit, though, and what he's shown so far. But obviously, you know, he could do that. And I do think it's absolutely the right race for them to be testing him outside the handicap company for the first time. Um, I'd be more interested in watching rather than backs backing Sounds Russian. Um, but I. I I think Ruth Jefferson she's placed them really well. Um I, I hope he's up to this level for for the yard. Um, I think they deserve a good horse. But I'll be watching Sounds rushing rather than backing him. And you know, I'm not outstandingly keen to have a play in the race, but if I'm going to yeah I'll be with you, Tony, uh, the Chantry House. This is probably this, his gold cup, in yeah. all honesty. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's a time to catch him. Um so yeah, Shantry House, I agree with you there, Tony. Uh Beecher chase. Beecher Handicap next, 2.05, 3-mile, 2 furlongs uh, over the big fences. Some quick trends for this one from me. Last 12 winners passed the following three trends. Previously won, at least at Class 2 level, returning off a break of 21 days or more, and running in a chase or 3-mile-plus last time out. Uh, a strict application of those trends to this year's runners, that would give a trends shortlist of... Captain Kangaroo, Hill 16, Recite a Prayer and Cloth Cap. Now, like the Hennessy last week, it's a race I'll be covering plenty of depth from a full member, so I've still got a little bit of digging to do. But from that shortlist, I have to say Cloth Cap actually interests me. Um, finish pulled up in the last two Nationals. I actually think he handles offences well enough. I think he struggles with a four-mile-plus trip. He's pulled up three out in both those national runs I just think he runs out of gas over a marathon trip now this is a mile shorter the beacher much more within range for him he's definitely going to have needed his seasonal debut last time out he's 0 from 7 on seasonal debut if you look at him on his first to third start in the season good to softer quicker over 2 mile 5 to 3 mile 2 and from a mark below 150 he has 5 wins from 6 all 5 his clear wins Now. Clearly, you're taking a punt. He still has it in him to to be winning a race like this. I think that's factored into his price, and it was only this time last year. Cloth Cap was running sixth in the Hennessy, of 14 pounds higher. In a race like this, you know, I'm, I'm almost certainly going to be playing more than one. But the, the bigger prices, um, Cloth Cap is—he's definitely tempting me in, Tony. Tempting me in.
0: I'm I'm with you. I'm I'm with you on that one as well, uh, and a good explanation as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, as you say, uh, fourteen pounds lower than uh, sixth of twenty-one in the uh, in the old Hennessy, uh, uh, just over a year ago as well. Uh, I've yep. got. Um, Two double price in the twenties as well, Ben. <laughs> yeah. You stop. Okay. Uh, I do like the. Well, they're both twenty-five to one now. They were a bit different yesterday when we were, when I was looking at the, uh, looking at the race. A percussion for. Um, Gavin Sheehan in the saddle here, third of 14 over these fences in the Grand Sefton, just last month, over two mile five furlongs, Uh, race won by Al Dancer, the first four, now uh, Percussion was third, the first four pulling 13 lengths ahead of the fifth place, two for gold, Uh, by Molinas, Percussion is related to Mr Malarkey, second here over a similar trip, and on, Chez, Winner over 3 mile 1 furlong at this venue in the past. Percussion at 25 to 1. And Didero Vallas for trainer Venetia Williams. Lucy Turner, the £5 pound claimer, is in the plate. Ran well in this contest 12 months ago, finishing 6th of 21. Uh, so goes over the fences. Okay, one of ten finishes in the contest behind Snow Leopardess and Hill Sixteen, who went uh, well clear of the rest of the field. Could give a good account. To Didero Didero Vallis, three pound lower than his last winning mark. Didero Vallis percussion both twenty-five to one for me. There, Ben. So we've got <laughs> we've got a, we've got a few beauties there, haven't we? I like it. You've Good. got to go for a crack crack at the prices sometimes, don't it? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. 2.40. Uh, two mile four furlong. The uh, handicap chase. Class two handicap chase. 13 runners go to post. Just one in here for me. And it's uh, it's the winner of the last two years. Uh, clan legend. Uh, yeah, don't see no reason why not to uh, stick with him, especially... Uh, back at his favourite track. He's 18 to 1. Nick Alexander training. Uh, Danny McMenamin uh, back in the saddle. He's won on the last two years. Uh, appears to be keeping decent form. Yard in decent, Nick. Uh, 35% winning place strike rate in the last 30 years finds himself a £3 lower than last winning mark and I think he can run into a place there's firms paying four places and I certainly think clan legend can run into a place at around 18 to 1 in the 240
1: Ben yeah I like it Nick Alexander seems to be he's doing well right now Uh, yes good yard yeah so riders at the storm in that one sits at the head of the market No surprise. I think what I'm amazed at, he was only put up £2 for his old drone chase win. Uh, Two that finished behind him that day, both come out and won since. Hitman, won a graduation chase by 11 lengths. Gala, G.A. Law, went out and won the Paddy Power Gold Cup. Uh, Riders on the Storm also ran second in the race last year of a £6 higher mark. He's one 2-1 over course and distance. So I can can definitely see why he's uh, at the head of the market. I'm not sure who's one I'm wanting to be backing at the price, but uh, I'm slightly confused why he was only put up £2 for that old drone chase. Seems, hmm. seems very le- lenient, unless I've got my maths wrong, which I don't think I have. But no, I, had, I kept looking. £2, lenient. Um, Interesting. But uh, a bit further down the market for me, uh, Knight in Dubai catches my eye. Now, he's two from four, two places on his second run in a season, which this is. Uh, He does look to have prime conditions here. Class two level or less, November or December, trips of two mile three plus. He is three wins, three places from six starts. At his best, he was rated as high as 143, runs here off 131. And if he's going to win again, I suspect it's going to be under these conditions that he he meets with on Saturday. So, yeah, I think Night in the Bye catches my eye. Totally get clan legend as well. We'll Love to see him have the hat trick. Uh, Interesting race all round. Um, After that one, we have the 315 Boyle Sports Handicap Hurdle, Class 2 over 2 mile 4 furlongs. Again, a trio of quick trends for this one from me. Uh, Last 12 winners all met the following no more than 16 career starts, no more than 10 hurdle starts. Top two finish, one of last three starts. That gives a short list this year of Walking On Air, Harbour Lake, Hardy Dumesnil and Wizkid. Harbour Lake, he he ran a uh, fine third in the Great Wood Hurdle at Cheltenham last time out. That was over two miles. The step back up to two mile four, I think that should be a positive for him. Posted a decent figure when winning over two mile five, market raising on seasonal debut. Still unexposed. Uh, he's only had three handicap hurdle starts. Ultimately, I think he's going to be seen to his best over fences. But I still think there's a bit more to be squeezed from him over hurdles. Yeah, uh, Harbour Lake from Alan King. At bigger prices, Hardy Dumisnil, Mesnil. Mesnil. Could be interesting. Uh, only run once since joining the Murphy Yard from France. That came at Newbury last year. He ran a decent second behind Peking Rose from the Fargo Brown Yard. Now, only Murphy's actually won two the last year renewals of this, as well as having a close third the year he didn't win it. So he knows the type of forces needed to win this. And I think Harry Mesnil, he could be worthy of some interest at the bigger prices for me, do it? That's my two for the uh, C-15
0: yourself Yeah, good stuff um, I like the chances of bold plan Very quickly uh, Evan Williams, uh, Isabel Williams uh, Claiming a three um, I'm with, with you, your your three by the way Hardy de Mesnil um, is, is very interesting for Ollie Murphy Isn't he? Um, yeah. And the old Williams Sam not riding <laughs> no, so the, yeah. Probably not <laughs> Uh, bull Plan is a distance winner, ground class and distance conditions to suit here, Ben. Uh, in this two far, uh, two mile four furlong handicap hurdle, These, uh bull Plan is by Jeremy, and uh, the gelding is related to Glancing Queen, the likes of the Glancing Queen, Reserve Tank, and the one four nine rated Happy Go Lucky, all winners at this venue at uh, at Aintree. So another one for me. At a, at a big price, twenty-five to one, uh, Bold plan in the uh, in the two um, the three fifteen that entry right now. Are you are you ready, Ben? For the uh, here we go, top, middle, and bottom. Careful, careful, everyone. Watch the Scottish leagues. Watch the Scottish leagues. <laughs> Good stuff all right top middle and bottom it's just for fun gang it's just for fun uh, one pound Trixie, from us both so four pound in total the running totals after last uh week's <laughs> world cup blowout ah, uh i'm on 34 plus 34.15 points and ben is on 34 32 points Excellent stuff. Let's go. All right. Today uh, we are going to the Scottish League. Of course, the uh, the Championship, League One, and League Two. And Dundee to beat Inverness is eleven to ten. Falkirk to beat Airdrie twenty-one to twenty. And Dunbarton oh. to beat Bonnie Bonniebrick Rose at five on, to four. Eh? Top of the league against second bottom of the league are five to four. I know what happened last I'm time. not Tony, saying right? anything. Not saying anything. It's too dangerous.
1: Oh, <laughs> the mafia are going to be after again. <laughs> it's unbelievable, Tony.
0: Five to four.
1: Five to four. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, well I'm going for uh, air to beat Wraith Rovers at evens. Uh, Race struggle to score away from home, so come on air. Put him away. Uh, middle, I'm going for. Middle as in Scottish first, Aloha to beat Montrose at twelve to five. Uh Aloha unbeaten five against Montrose scored at least once in the last twelve meetings against Montrose. A little upset on the cards, hopefully, for Aloha. Bottom Scottish second, Annan to beat East Fife at thirty one to twenty. Uh East Fife shake it home this season and in the land of spoils here for me. So, yeah, looking forward to that, Tony. Great stuff. Yeah, Lovely. good stuff. Mo- moving on, away from Dumbarton, back to the horses. <laughs> um, final section, as always, trends, stats, pointers, all the usual stuff from us. Uh, I'll start off, Tony. Uh, heading to Chepstow for me, and a Paul Nichols' angle. Uh, if you look at Paul Nichols in Chepstow hurdles and bumpers, In October to January, period. Look at horses that were not making their seasonal debut. You find he is 13 winners from 35 runners. Winning place, 22 from 35. If you're back to Maltabet, fair SP, 45 points profit, which is pretty damn good for for our nickels. Four horses meet that angle for him on Saturday. The one that interests me the most is a horse called Grace Avuzhenki. Now he completely bombed out over fences last time out. That's the second time he tried fences in the UK, second time he's disappointed. Now they turn him to hurdles here, stick on first time cheek pieces, and I actually have a note on the horse that I took as he finished pulled up in that classic chase at Warwick last January. The note says fitting off headgear, ideally cheap pieces, may be the key, as he wore them on his wins when racing in France. Now off the back of that run at Warwick, the stuck blinkers on him, returned up hurdles, romped home by eight and a half lengths at Hereford. Clearly, I'm hoping the same thing happens here with the cheek pieces. And I'd be relatively hopeful. Um, he likes the front run, he shouldn't get too much competition for leading this race. And uh, jockey Tom Buckley interesting enough. Booking, he's ridden for Nichols 11 times in a class year, class four chaser hurdle this year. He's won six of them. He's placed on three others. So yeah, I think there's there's enough positives for me to take a crack at Grace Avuzinki at Chepstow, uh, on that Paul Nichols chepstow October to January angle from E20. Excellent,
0: excellent stuff. I'm on uh, Dan Skelton, uh, hometown hero, uh, each way. There's no prices up yet. Uh, if he's an each way price, obviously. If he's if he's a bit skinny, eleven to four. Uh, five to two, we'll be uh, we'll be backing him to win. Two thirty-three at Weatherby tomorrow. It's he's he's got them all over the place tomorrow. Has uh, Dan Skelton? He has uh, a few runners at Aintree, at Sandown. He has one going to Weatherby, where he has, of course, a terrific. Uh, don't need to tell listeners uh, what the strike rate is uh, for Dan Skelton at uh, Weatherby, hometown hero. Uh, third of four on seasonal debut at Aintree uh, last month, earlier last month in a grey uh, class three contest on good to soft, beaten five and a half lengths. I think that was a, a decent introduction on his uh, seasonal debut. He's the only, as I say, only runner off to weatherby for dan skelton tomorrow he's got a 31% strike rate at the track that's a 31% winning strike rate at the track since 2019 60% winning place strike rate since 2019 and he's only sent to to weatherby in a novice handicap chase and it was both last year fast book finished last of 3 in november uh, last year, and Midnight River, he sent Midnight River to win a novice handicap chase at Weatherby, uh, first of four in December last year, winning at two to one. So, uh, just to keep an eye on tomorrow, two thirty-three at Weatherby hometown hero so uh, thanks very much for joining us Um, we'll be keeping an eye you you lot will be keeping an eye on the World Cup we'll be keeping an eye on Scottish football Uh, thanks for joining us many thanks for listening to the 8th edition of the Racing Pop Blast we'll be back again for more of the same next week but until then you can catch myself Tony McCormick uh, Monday to Friday on Epic Radio between 5am and 7am racing news sporting headlines and back pages and you can read more racing trends stats and insight from Ben over at narrowingthefield.co.uk. That's Ben at narrowingthefield.co.uk. Thanks very much. Cheers, Ben, and see you all next week.